This is episode 82 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, the Xbox One, and the weather. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to roll with it. I don't even know what episode it is. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. This is episode... 82? 82, I'm counting. Yep, 82. 82. I should know the episode number. It's really 82. This is either episode 82 or Extra Bites 2. We'll we'll see how how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a three-man cast again. We're rolling three deep. Just the way uh, I was almost, I almost, I almost just went troll real bad. I was going to say, just like. What if this is the first cast they've ever listened to? Yeah. Well, I'm the troll. Mm -hmm. I'm Eddie. Eddie the troll. Mm -hmm. I'm Nick. uh, The beer. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was going to say, and we're rolling three deep. Like someone's mom on Saturday night or something, and I couldn't even finish mm-hmm. it because <laughs> I couldn't it, figure it, out who's mom. My mom has sex with three men on Saturday night. Yours? So, so basically, it's it's episode eighty-two. Does your mom and listen we're... to the podcast, Nick? Uh, no, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, that's good. Yeah, when I was doing my uh, the the little video updates. Um, for there was um, an ice storm, quote unquote, in Houston this week that had little to no ice. So I did um, some little video updates about it. They're very uh, silly. They were silly, but no. In one of them, I made a joke about like my mom brought over breakfast tacos, and I'm not sure what she did to get the tacos. And my friend Lindsay, the first comment was, "You know what your mom did for those tacos." <laughs> <laughs> And I messaged her, and I was like, my mom reads my Facebook things. <laughs> mom, and she would, said, would, tell your mom I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> would your mom even get that joke, though? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I saw a thing that there was like a light, It's called, I guess I called a light dusting in places where it actually snows, uh, in Atlanta. And there's this picture, I'll have to, I don't know if we put it in the show notes or whatever, but... This is a picture of the of like uh, Apple Maps or Google Maps, like an hour after it snowed, like a fraction of an inch. The entire map is red, and there's like twenty accidents. Oh on God! It. It's like yeah. ridiculous. Well, Atlanta's freeways are are crazy. Like Atlanta traffic is nuts. I but, heard uh, some of the best in uh, wor- uh, sorry worst in the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a friend that lives there. Uh, my, uh, my brother lives in Atlanta now, actually. Yeah. And he said the traffic there is ridiculous. But then also, we flew in to visit him on the tail end of their last, one of their last snow issues, whenever it was a few years ago. And and he was saying that like their their street was like sloped and like they literally couldn't leave their street. Because it was, they had to go uphill and they would like slide back down the hill. Oh and he's like, we literally couldn't leave our our street for three days That's unless awful. they like walked like Walk. a mile. That is uh, that is absurd. It's ridiculous. the uh, The last time it snowed in Los Angeles, I think, was like 1937. I believe it. It's either 
It's either it's in the thirties somewhere, but yeah, it's a, it's around there. Well, yeah, it has to be had below thirty two to snow. Yeah, well, I mean, the the day that everybody in Austin was <laughs> freaking out about like. Sorry, I was being a troll. I, yeah, I no, annoying. I know what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the the day everybody in Austin was freaking out about like the ice there, I was walking on a beach in Venice. So uh, it has actually been unseasonably warm in Los Angeles. Yeah. You weren't here last January, Jeff. Uh, this is not what it's normally like. Yeah. It's not normally eighty and sunny every day for right. January. <laughs> normally, it's like sixty and it rains like twice. So it's like a little different, or it's like 65. And rain, rain would probably be good. Rain would really be good. For anyone that doesn't know, California is a desert now. Um, everything is dried up. There's no water for anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do about that, really. But um, there's this really cool satellite image. Did, I, did you see this? I posted it on Facebook. And they actually have a, one of those things where you can like grab the the image and you can see like a before and after and you can like change it like on the fly um but it shows you what it looked like in california last january and this january and last january it was like it was a state that had green trees and blah 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 and all this stuff and this year it's just a desert like it's ridiculous it's it's actually surprising we're not all bursting into flames as we speak yeah wish you guys would (laughs) Wish harder. <laughs> that sounds cool. I used to think that I could live somewhere with cold weather, and then I experienced snow for the first time. And and you ran screaming the other way? Well, I just... Uh, it sounds stupid. I feel stupid even saying it. But I was surprised at how wet snow was. <laughs> no, that because, totally makes sense. No, that's totally but, like, sense. it just... Lo- you know what I mean? Like, when you, know, you would see it on, like, movie... Because I didn't, I didn't see, like, real snow till I was, like, 22... And I was like, when you see it in movies, it just looks so fun and powdery. And it just looks like, like powder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like feathers. Turns out. And yeah. And then I was like walking it and I was like, this shit's cold and wet. <laughs> and, it was, and hard to like maneuver in. And then I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. Yeah, dude. I, I uh, mostly grew up in, in uh, Wichita, Kansas. And I got frostbite one time uh, from. What? On your dick? Uh, no, my, my penis was not involved in the, in the frostbite. No, I, I did not stick my dick into snow. Uh, no, what I did was, uh, I was a kid and I wore wet boots while I was waiting for the bus and I got frostbite on my feet waiting. Kid for the Jeff, why would you do that? No, 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 no. That's the thing though. Kids don't actually understand you can't wear shorts when it's 20 out. <laughs> like, it sounds silly, but they actually don't, like, think about those kinds of yeah. things. Well, actually, the doctor said that, like, the, the most common frostbite for kids is usually on their hands because they're not thinking about gloves. Gloves, yeah. God, guys, it was cold. When I was in Illinois for Christmas, it was fucking cold. Like, the cold that cuts through you. I believe it. Like, so, like... Blizzaga. Yeah, well, yeah, really, really like Blizzaga. But, I mean, it. the day I left, it was like, the high was like 19. Did Illinois like, summon Shiva? <laughs> yes, it did. Illinois okay. summoned Shiva. Way, way to keep it topical, Eddie. Yeah, I'm trying to get, you know, <laughs> video games. <laughs> no, you know, like Chicago twice in the past month, 
Chicago has been like in the negative because of like not twice, but like two different storms have dropped Chicago into negative, not like wind chill, like actual temperature, like negative two. Mm. Wind chill, negative fucking 20 or something. Ugh. Ridiculous. That's not real temperatures. I know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I, it's not real. And you know what else isn't real? Video games. Actually, they are real, but the world are fake. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I can't distinguish between video games and reality, guys. Okay. I, yeah, well. I have to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure we've always been talking about my real life. So. You should stop playing Counter Strike. Okay, I that's already done. I've never played Counter Strike. you <laughs> stop playing Dark Souls. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I think that's, Dark... Je- that's Jeff's job search. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, don't remind me. <laughs> Oh man, life things. Life things. Listen, friends. We should do a thing. Is there is there a possible way for us to do like a? I mean, only like two people would call in. But is there a way for us to do like a call in podcast? Dude, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, what would it take for us to have like a live thing? I where know someone, it's. I know it's possible. I just don't know how. We where someone would, where someone could Skype in and yeah, we'd be like, Skype you in. ask us a question. Yeah. I did ask Patrick uh, if he would be able to join us for a podcast, and he said yeah. that Wednesday nights are like the worst possible time yeah. for he him. He said he'd be willing. He'd come in and like defend Nintendo, and yeah. we would just laugh at his face and then drop him from the call. Oh, really. <laughs> no! But we could do like seriously. What um, we well, we could have three people maybe call in or something like that. Or, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea how you would work that out. Like, I, I know that there are podcasts that pull it off. Um, or, you know... You'd have to be, like, on Twitch doing your podcast. Yeah. And then people on Skype ready, and then you'd you'd pick someone, and then you'd Skype them, right? You know, the other thing we could try, we could try doing, like, a, a voicemail box... Uh, like set up a Google voice number and have people call that. Oh, that'd be cool. Leave questions and then we could theoretically play their questions. Although I don't, or we could have listen to the questions and edit no, no, we should edit. just do them live. Just do them live. Yeah. Whatever we get, we get. Um, listen but, uh, to it live. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that's another way that we could get people to get involved is just have them leave a voicemail that we all listen to and then. That'd be funny. There's um, a sports station here that they have the whiner line, and people call a number and leave a voicemail, and they just bitch. Like, they're just bitching about anything. They could be bitching about traffic or about the radio station personalities. Like, it's pretty funny. And so they're always hearing it for the first time when they're hearing it. Um, now, Now, like, whoever is there editing or whatever has already heard it and edited, like, you know, swear oh, words right, and yeah. stuff out you know but the the jockeys are hearing it for the first time on the air it's usually very funny i would i like that idea i think we should do that we should oh i don't know maybe what do you think is a good period of time like maybe announce it and then give people a couple weeks and then do yeah a podcast? yeah i mean announce it in in like the next podcast post and then and then do thing i think that actually yeah. be really fun yeah and then if there's a lot of participation then we start doing live 
let someone call in. I love that. Let's do the, the boom. That just happened. Podcast 82. That just happened. Okay, Mitch. You're going to put this in. Yeah. So video game news. I Here's the thing. There wasn't a lot of video game news this week. I'm not playing a lot of video games, but I was surprised today to find out that maybe I was surprised about this last week too. I feel like I was, I've been surprised about this a few times, but that Metal Gear Solid 5, the first part of it comes out in March and it's $40. So I'm guessing that the lower price means that it's a very short game. I mean, I I feel like it's a prologue slash demo. Yeah. Um, it, it's probably actually too. I think expen- it's meant to be like a prologue. Really. It's probably too expensive for what it is. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so I'm a little concerned about that, but I'm like, oh, it's March, and there's like nothing else out for next-gen systems right now. StarCraft did this, though. StarCraft was, I think it was 40 for for both games, and like the third one will also be 40 They didn't charge everything for it, but they're making three big-ish games, but not like, even though, I don't know, the original StarCraft 2 and, I mean, they both, but they've both been kind of full games. But there were also like big delay, like there are big chunks of time in between the releases, right? Yeah, years. Yeah, years. so it's like forty now, and then forty-two years later, and yes. then forty. Okay, yes. that yeah, I mean that's different. That doesn't feel like overcharging. That feels like, you know, maybe the lowering the price because you're saying, well, this isn't as much game as we're going to give you. And we we're expecting you to buy parts two and three eventually, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, if if Metal Gear Solid Five comes out, like, are both parts coming out in t- two thousand fourteen? I'm not sure when the other one's coming out. If, I, um, I mean, if, if the first part, the other- if the yeah. first one is forty and the second part is also forty or even like sixty, you that will, means that you've you paid be. you've paid more than you would have for one game. Yeah, there's no way the second part comes out and it's less than forty. I feel like there's no way that that get, gets passed. Yeah, I guess I've always been confused oh. about what Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes are. I don't think you can even buy the Phantom. Phantom Pain is like the legit Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can buy that one yet. No. Yeah, it's like not on Amazon or anything. So when you go to Ground Zeroes, yeah, like the little bullets are like the power of Fox Engine. Ground Zero showcases the new Fox Engine introduction to open world design. So it's introducing like a new way of playing Metal Gear to you. I mean, it's going to be $40. So no idea what Phantom Pain is going to be. But yeah, that really surprised me today when I saw that. I was like, yeah. this comes out like really soon, but I don't even know if I should be excited about it or not. But I'll probably buy it. Just like to have Metal Gear games your, and just have something to play. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, I feel like there's not a lot of hype and it's coming out before E3. Yeah. And it's just like, do you think that there's any way it gets pushed? I mean... No, I mean... It's, or do you well, think, I think they that's just start hyping it hard out. for a month? I guess. It's, I, it, I, it sounds almost like it's sort of like a fancy demo, you know? Yeah. Like, fan, you know, the, the Ground Zeroes is meant to be a supersized trailer slash demo. Well, if you remember, Nick... Metal Gear Solid 2, the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo was probably the most thing we we played on our PlayStation 2 for the first year. That's true. That's true. The demo uh, came out, and it was like a good bit of the tanker, and I would just play it over and over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Nope. um, Speaking of, like, kind of not having much to play, kind of like a new-gen things or whatever, there's a rumor that um, there's going to be a Halo 2 
uh, HD version, kind of like the Halo 1 Anniversary Edition, but a Halo 2 version coming to Xbox One in November, and it'll include a beta for Halo 5. Hmm. It's pretty wild to me. It's not surprising to me that they would milk that. What's surprising to me is that Microsoft did not have a Halo slotted this year. Yeah, for I mean, if Xbox if they, One, if they a Halo Halo of War. Yeah, you know, I mean, so they they just bought Gears, and I'm assuming that's going to become an annualized franchise. But yeah, I thought I thought the idea with Halo was that it was going to you know same kind of thing. They were going to release a new Halo every year. Is that not the case? I get. Well, I mean, they didn't. There wasn't one because Halo Four was. Not last year. It was two years ago. Yeah, right? that's right. God, I, mean, I feel like Halo 4 was like just recent, but it's like a year and a half ago. And when was Halo Reach? Two years before that. So every other year? Yeah. But I know that what they were trying to do at one point was to have to alternate Halo and Gears releases. Mm-hmm. You know, one year was a Gears, one year was a Halo. That would be, um, so I mean, that, that's a, a nice alternative to kind of how... Uh, Call of Duty does like two different development studios. Yeah. So, yeah. but wasn't the last Gears like not very good? The oh, are, are you talking about the the one where it's like a prequel or whatever? Judgment. It was? Yeah. Did you not read Mitch's review of it? Do you know what <laughs> oh, Mitch gave it? God, an F. Mitch wrote a review of it, Mitch, uh, Nick. I don't. I didn't read it. I read a lot of Mitch's reviews. No, I'm gonna get shit now because of this. I actually do read a lot of Mitch's. He reviews. gave it a C. Nope. He gave it he a gave C. It a C. How how come the last couple podcasts have all been about us like <laughs> challenging each other on whether or not we read the site that we podcast for? <laughs> I just don't. Actually, I think I did read this review and I just forgot about it. And like the review, I, I, I kind of feel like judgment, like you know, sailed in one ear and out the other. You know, like it, it, it came and it disappeared, and and everybody, I had sort of forgotten it even existed. You know, yeah, agreed. I, I, I and I don't know what that is. Like, did they just do a bad job uh, marketing it, or you know, like? Because I feel like even when a Call of Duty game is bad, everybody's excited about every single one that they release. You know, like it. I don't know. I were people excited about this last Call of Duty? Is this? I feel like it's kind of waned a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but I feel like it still does pretty it's good. It's still sales a monster. Numbers. It's still a monster. It still gets gets good sales numbers, and it probably still has a pretty good attachment rate of people. They're still rolling three deep. No, I mean, no, I mean, callback in the business, kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. I think it, yeah, it definitely is surprising that the Xbox One does not have like a major shooter franchise uh, to call out and say, "Hey, look, look at what we got." You know? No, but in general, what do they have? Like, yeah. what do they, what do they got? What are they touting? What are they? I mean, what is it? What, what is Xbox Xbox One doing? Why are people buying Xbox Ones? A lot of people are buying them. I know. That's the thing. That's that's what I kind of want to talk about here. Like, what? Is it really offering people like? Because I don't see any draw to the to the console. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get one eventually, but yeah, I'm really not seeing anything in particular that makes me want to jump at one yet. What, I mean, is, they 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 threw that event? big Halo trailer in last year, but now we're finding out it doesn't even look like it's coming out this year. And the price is still, you know, kind of prohibitive and. So what is this? So why are people buying this? 
brand I loyalties. There's a lot. They've moved a lot of units. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. Uh, one reason people are buying Xbox One is Titanfall, though. Um, and one of my one of my friends at work, a uh, new guy at work, he he was in the Titanfall Early Access or whatever recently, the Early Access weekend they just had, and he was like, oh my gosh, dude, the game is legit. He was like, if they had, had, if they had been able to have that game at launch, it would have just crushed mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. And Titanfall is Xbox One and PC only, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they said it will. They've they've made it sound like it will never be on PS4. Well, there you go. I know. I, I do know people that. Uh, actually, I was talking to my friend Joe this weekend. We were in Best Buy, and uh, he was like, first of all, I have to preface with he's from the Pacific Northwest, so he kind of has this kind of he romances kind of like Microsoft's consoles and whatnot like he he's kind of would lean Microsoft regardless mm. anyways okay but I was talking to him about it and he was like what are you gonna get and I was like well I'm probably getting a PS4 whenever I do get something but it's gonna be a while before I get something because there's nothing out there for me even though the cheaper PSP makes it kind of interesting if PS4 ever has a price drop comes kind of you mean Vita I mean Vita sorry uh, the, you know, the new Vita, if PS4 has a price drop, right. or when Destiny comes out. Like, there's some like there's some things out there, but I'm always leaning... There'll be some forward. carrots. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still standing by my statement that I'm going to wait until there's a, a game that I want to play enough that's like a, an exclusive, probably. Or, mm-hmm. eh, we'll see. If I can finish some of my back- backlog and trade in one one of my systems, that might help a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably trade in both of mine when it comes down to it. But um, but yeah, he he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, you know, because there there's just reasons. Like it's a Blu-ray player, and I just think that the interface is nice, and the controller effort is really good, and you know, Resogun is fun, and and there's also the promise of downloading you know PS1 and PS2 games and Mm-hmm. There is, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it kind of feels like that's more my speed. And he was like, I want an Xbox One. And like, he couldn't really tell me a good reason other than Titanfall. He was like, probably Titanfall is going to be the reason that I get an Xbox One. And Titanfall is the one that we've talked about that's like, is that the multiplayer only game, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Titanfall looks legit. It really does. Yeah. My. The the guy at work described it as like um like he was saying like you know like when you get in that zone when you're playing Mario games when you're running and jumping and mm-hmm. he's like combine that with like mo- like a Halo or like a Call of Duty like multiplayer shooter which sounds really fun. <laughs> it's yeah, it it definitely is. Because he's like, it sounds ridiculous because you do, you can double jump. He's like, you're double jumping and leaping off of platforms and running along walls, and you just get in like that rhythm that you kind of always wanted in like Mirror's Edge or something. Oh, you the get into like that style, rhythm, yeah. you know, and running along buildings and just getting around the maps is so fun. And you're just like double jumping, getting to new places, running around and like taking guys out. And he's, he says it's crazy fun. But yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. So, so Jeff, if, if, Titanfall is like that killer title. 
Would you ever get an Xbox One before a PS4? No. I'd just get on PC. Yeah, I would get it on yeah, PC. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I forgot about PC. That's true. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Titanfall is not a game I'm likely to want to play anyway. I mean, like, if I'm going to play multiplayer, I'm gonna, I, it would, I would want to play with you guys. And historically, even when there has been a game that I've managed to play with you, it's only, like, I played multiplayer, like, once on Reach. And... I feel like Destiny will be a good game because that one's going to have more co-op-y experience yeah. than versus. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and I like I think the most I have played multiplayer was the Mass Effect Three multiplayer. Mm, that was fun, time, you know. It's co-op. It's it's essentially horde mode. Um, that that's the kind of stuff that I gravitate towards. Like it was for whatever reason, Mass Effect Three. It was easy to for us to coordinate and play together. Everybody wanted to get down and do it, and maybe it's possible Titanfall could convince me. But will there be cross-platform play? Do you do we know? Like is no, it, no. So, I mean, I'm not going to buy an Xbox One for that game because of my admitted prejudice against multiplayer games. So, I don't know. I, I I'm unlikely to buy an Xbox One unless and until there is a price drop and a few compelling games to buy i mean because that's the thing like you know i bought the 360 first because it seemed like the the library was was what i was looking for and the price was good and this was i bought it when the ps3 was still kind of expensive when there was a price drop i bought a ps3 so i could play uncharted 2 like that's what it comes down to so if there was i, a... I bought i think i bought the ps3 after the first price drop mm-hmm. it was like around it's new the... year's one year they did a price drop on it which put it down to 400, I think. That's when I bought it too, and I got Little Big Planet. Yeah, I got Little Big Planet, and I got un- the first Uncharted. Yeah, and because I had gotten something like 250 or 300 dollars of gift cards for Amazon, and I was yeah. like, you know, I'll just do this. And I mean, I came into the generation kind of late too. I mean, by the time I picked up an Xbox, it was already two or three years into the generation. So I was yeah. able to get like Bioshock for cheap and couple other things for cheap so i mean one one nice thing it's just you kind of wish you had seen this before i guess it was um phil spencer from microsoft was saying something about how new ip is critical and so i'm hoping i mean that was my big thing about the about the 360 is that it when the 360 first launched to me it was more interesting because it had the most new ip right now a lot of those didn't pan out but like Mm -hmm. to me that's what's exciting is when you see that new ip um and Right now, neither console is doing a lot. PS4 has some. Um, I I think it's definitely the the thing that you know. It's funny you say new IP, but I think the fact that the PS4 will eventually respect the existing like digital library I have a little bit better. Yeah, that's yeah. that's attractive to me. Like, and I don't know if you you want to talk about this yet, but I mean, it's starting to sound like more and more like I have PS1 games. Those will be apparently be very easy to access on the PS4. Man, I almost bought because there was that big Final Fantasy sale going on in the PSN store. I almost bought Final Fantasy Nine so I, I could play I it on my it. Vita. I bought it. Yeah, is it still oh, on sale? Because I might. Yeah, still it's buy on it. sale for a while. I think. Okay, uh, it's only oh, five, it's nice. like five dollars and change. God, that's awesome. That's so worth it for Final Fantasy Nine, yeah. even if I just play it like a little bit. Here's the thing: it's so weird to me that like the RPG experiences that I'm like that I've been craving, they're all handheld now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that happened. Maybe it's just because they it's much more digestible that way, you know? 
Uh, but man, like all those like classic RPG experiences I've been wanting, like it's just like you go to handheld for those now. And so I've been playing my my 3DS more than anything lately. Um, I've been playing um, Zero's Escape, the sequel to 999, and it's that one's more like a visual novel. Yeah. Um, a lot of text reading and stuff like that, and puzzles and stuff. But it's just interesting that like that's where you go now to just play RPGs, like classic RPGs. And when you say classic, you mean like the the what we think of as like the classic genre stuff, where it's, it's yeah, like, like turn based, turn based. You know, maybe even like the sprite style and and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense because it it the that art style is where well suited to a small screen. You know, you don't have to like if you play a game like that on a big screen. I I think there's the temptation for them to to like redo the art style to be more modern whereas you can keep like the original pixel dimensions a little bit easier on a smaller screen although i guess whenever some of the square enix stuff that gets re-released on on iphone they still have been i've heard final fantasy 6 is pretty messed up yeah Mm -hmm. i've read not good stuff about that and they charge a ton of money for it like it's like 20 bucks or something ridiculous yeah all the square all the square iphone apps are like 20 20 bucks as a rule, so Oof. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Like, it it's it's good that they have become games that you can play in short bites because I know that was the one thing is like back in the day, those were the games where you would play for like an hour and not be able to save. Yeah, uh, so, or two hours or three yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the worst. I I get so mad like when I'm playing a game. Especially now, like when it happens, when I'm playing a game and like Jen is like, "Hey, we need to go," or something, you know, "Can you go get Talia? She's waking up from her nap." It's like you can't save immediately. Yeah, if I'm like, "Well, I gotta hit a save point," or I gotta hit like a checkpoint, and I get so angry when I run into that. Yeah, now, I, I, I feel I'm like, like we are beyond this. It is 2014, people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost like a game is punishing you by not letting you save. Yeah. It's like. Instead of making this challenging in other ways, we've just decided to <coughs> make it really inconvenient for you to play. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I liked about the like Pokemon. You could save pretty much at any time, and Zero's Escape you can save pretty much at any point you want. Yeah, uh, that's which actually... is great because I can save it and then just close the 3DS and walk away. Yeah, that's actually you know talking about like. I know you you hate when I bring up Dark Souls, but you could literally oh my god you could you could literally stop and quit at any point and you, uh... would... <laughs> you did like you did like you didn't actually have to to make it to a, a place to save. You could just say I'm quitting and it would save instantly. I feel like that should be a, a like that. You can just say I'm quitting and walk away from the disc forever. <laughs> Eddie, I'm trying, I'm trying to make a point that does not re- rely on talking about Dark Souls for very long, so if you would shut the fuck up, I could make it. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> fired. But that's the thing. I feel like confusing uh, not being able to save for difficulty is a bad design choice, you know? Like, there are other good ways to make a, da- a game difficult without making it inconvenient to play, you know? Jeff brings up a good point. Difficulty and inconvenience are different things. Yeah. And I feel like some, some games just like default to being inconvenient, inconvenient. or yeah. frustrating because that's 
easier than making it actually challenging in, in a balanced way. Jeff has put everyone on blast. Jeff was so mean to me. <laughs> Eddie, you deserved it. Did I? You did. Did I really? How much did I talk about the game you didn't want me to talk about? How long did I speak about it? At least a million minutes. <laughs> C- cumulatively. Cumulatively. Like a cloud. That's also how many hours he played it. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I'm going to play the sequel in March, and I will I will disappear from this mortal plane while I play it. God, you and Anthony just need to have like eight podcasts in a row about oh, shut it. The and fuck no one up. else is on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone can come back when you got it out of your systems. You're the worst. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's funny. That's a multiplayer game that I'm I'm willing to play, but it's a weird multiplayer game. The way I, the multiplayer in that works. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm willing to talk about with Dark Souls. <laughs> uh, the, the multiplayer multi- is an interesting implementation. It's not it's super like interesting, yeah. but also the game was made by Atlas, who also did uh, the who also did the nine 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 Zero's yeah. Escape. They did uh, Persona Four Golden, um, Shin Megami uh, Tensei Four, which is supposedly one of the best, if not the best, like game on the three DS. Hmm. So like it's weird they're making like Persona Four. Nick, do you know much about the Persona series? I've heard about it, but I, I'm. No, I can't tell you a lot about it. It's an RPG that takes place in like a high school, and yeah, so that, like that's what I know about it basically. That's yeah, it. like the whole thing is they're like, let's make an RPG that isn't just like a typical fantasy setting, mm-hmm. and so you're solving a murder in a high school, and like you're, it's like an RPG, and okay. and the thing that I've read about it is that it's just like the game. One, the game is amazing supposedly, but then on top of that, it's like no one is making games like this, and that's what seems to be Atlas's thing. They're just making games that like nobody else is making at all. Like, like, and it's really cool working with existing tropes and completely like undermining them or giving them a twist. Like, yeah, murder mystery or an RPG that's about high schoolers. That's awesome. Yeah, multiplayer. Or just even mul- like nine 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 and Zero's Escape are more visual like yeah. novels. You yeah, know? well, uh, visual novel. Like I, I don't. I have my brother has played a lot of visual novels, so I don't know how like different or similar they are to the genre. It's possible that like it's just a case of them making one that's accessible enough to Western to a yeah. Western audience that we're like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, I, I think part of the problem with visual novels though is that a lot of times I, I was talking to my brother about this. Like he would get a visual novel that was a good game that also happened to have like hentai scenes in it. Cause it was like, yeah. I just oh yeah. Nine, 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 nine and zero's escape. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, Oh yeah, no, the game's really good. And I just sort of, you know, cover my eyes during that part. Or <laughs> and I've heard like Shin Megami Tensei four or whatever is like, just like this brutal, like difficult RPG. Mm. Um, like, like, old school and with a fantastic story and that it's like an epic and scope RPG that's like 40 to 60 hours and it's like hardcore. Um, So I don't know. I just think it's cool that they're making games like unlike anybody else is is doing at all. Yeah. I would like Um, to see more unique multiplayer experiences. Like I kind of feel like uh, Journey or what was it? Journey? Yep. I mean that wasn't that was sort of co-op where you didn't you know it wasn't exactly clear how you were co-oping. It was like emotional co-op. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I want to see more games that that try and do interesting and unique things, other than put everybody on the team and and pit them against each other. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're they're that's the um God, I think it's called like blue water or or something like that. It's this idea of like if there's you know, all the fish are feeding and and it, it's basically like a market that's over like it, it it's being uh supplied by a lot of different things like a, a lot of different companies are supplying the same thing mm. so that's like where all the fish go to feed and then there's the idea of like swimming to open waters where there's nothing happening and then trying to do something there so like they're like they're doing that 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 aspect of it they're going and making games no one else is making in the hopes that people come to come to that you know what i mean instead of fighting over the scraps that are left from making another like call of duty clone and so yeah right well it, it makes more sense from a competitive standpoint because if you make another call of duty clone and it fails then everybody will forget it ever existed because it was so... and you all just got fired because of the amount of money you put into it right yeah because inevitably it's it's you spent a shitload of money to make to try and imitate a triple a experience yep that just seems like setting yourself up to fail yeah, like you can get a small team and make something good and cheaper. It, that's also kind of like why I've never understood how more than one MMO can survive in the market. Unless oh it's, God, you know, yeah, especially now, like especially like can't, ten though, years yeah. after WoW, that people are right. still trying to do it the way WoW did it ten years ago. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is that Elder Scrolls Online is going to be subscription based, which is like, who does that anymore? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, like the, the only other MMO that you ever hear about. Is Eve, yep. which is completely different from WoW, which is I think the reason that it survives because mm -hmm. it's like the whole point of it is that it's everyone, everyone on one server playing together, so you can have you know like they had that big war this week, like you can have these epic like player based battles and like everything is done by the players, so it's like the complete opposite of like these pre-built dungeons and all the stuff mm. wow it's doing. the instances and stuff yeah, exactly. yeah i wish i wish i could get into eve it uh, everything surrounding like the the drama of the game sounds way more interesting than like the actual like watching the actual battles because <laughs> they look or so like, boring yeah. or like taking like weeks to build your ship like yeah i kind of feel like eve is sort of the uh vinyl vinyl loving hipsters of the game world like it, it's sort of like the weird esoteric you know subculture you're probably right about that Jeff. you know like it, it, it makes for interesting stories but probably it's an acquired taste that i don't have any desire to acquire <laughs> so i don't know yeah and you've got to be in the i feel like you've got to be in the thick of that drama that goes on too mm -hmm. you know i actually think so like, Eve... look at that value Eve, I can't remember if Eve has a subscription or not. I think it does. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are packs you can buy, and there's like the different versions of the the game that to get you started. But I don't know. I, I technically bought uh, I bought a copy of Defiance because it was like two dollars. Oh yeah. And uh, I also got uh, I picked up uh, the Secret World. So I own two MMOs, but. Um, the Secret World took up so much space on my hard drive that I didn't want to install another MMO. Uh, nice. And I also only played The Secret World for like two or three hours and then got distracted by something else. And I haven't picked it up since then. Um, Boobies. No, yeah, well, yeah, probably. Uh, but both <laughs> both of those are free to play. So like the impression I got from both of those was that there's 
that they're playable solo and that they're playable without having to spend anything, um, which was my rule for, you know, like I'm willing to, to pay an initial cost, but I don't want to pay a recurring fee because I'm going to be the kind of player that will buy something and then not play it for a month. And yeah. so subscription fees have never made sense to me from a game standpoint. Cause I'm like, all, I have always been the kind of person that will play, a, you know, I might get in, excited about a game for like a week, but I'm not going to keep playing it month after month. Like Borderlands two is the only one that I keep coming back to. And I still only play it like very rarely now. So you and Blunderloins, man, I played it a lot. I know. No, I don't really do that anymore, though. Like, I, I feel like that's it's too much. It's too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, cool deal. I'm not sure we have much else to talk about tonight. We yeah. did talk about the weather for seven and a half minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. We it's talked really about a new gamer stuff. sushi for a long time before that, but you guys won't hear that for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. If ever. It's kind of like a, it's like a pocket cast. Yeah. It's, like just, it's a tiny little cast you, you just put in your pocket. A little, little pocket rocket. It's cast. a little baby cast. Mm-hmm. Little, baby, little baby cast. Little baby, baby cast. cast. So, yeah, so um, you guys should rate and review the podcast on iTunes with at least a dozen stars. Mm-hmm. Think about a star for every time Jeff has talked about Dark Souls. Oh. And then... <laughs> <laughs> a trillion and a half. I wanted Jeff to swear at me again. That's what I was trying to get to happen. <laughs> I almost did, and then, then I stopped myself. You're playing right into my hands. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three deep. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, on Twitter.com/slash Eddie Rivas, you should follow Gamer Sushi. Twitter.com/slash Gamer Sushi. I'm uh, Twitter.com/slash Unsquare. Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. And there's some other guys, but who cares about them? Yeah, I don't. I don't. There's a Floridian and a uh, Canadian. There's a Floridian with a supposed pork allergy mm-hmm. that has yet to verify. We're just going to have to feed him pork someday until he proves that he's sick to it. Yeah. Is, is, uh, is Mitch allergic to anything? American. Being cool. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really miss is a cool guy. Okay. I think that's our podcast. Okay. Thanks, guys. We casted pods. <laughs>